You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hello, and welcome to Faith with Friends podcast. I am Lisa, your host, and today I'm here with three of my beautiful friends. The first one is Sarah Cheka. Sarah, tell me two things about yourself. Well, I am a worship leader, I guess you could say, in my church, and I'm married, and I have three wonderful daughters. Thank you, yes. Who also are beautiful worshipers. The second one with us is my executive co-host, Conchi Maria Harris. Maria, tell me something exciting you've done this week. Something exciting I've done this week. Well, I have a new book. I love to read. And so I'm reading my, my new book that came in yesterday. And so I'm very excited about that. So what the book is called Winning the War Against the Mind. And I, I had pre-ordered it a few months ago and it arrived yesterday. So I'm really excited about that. Wonderful. And Merari, why don't you tell me what your deepest prayer request for the month has been? I've been, it's been in my heart to be praying for the husbands, our husbands. I believe that we do need to stand firm and be able to lift them up in prayers. Wonderful. Especially because today we're going to talk about prayer, the power of prayer that I know we have each experienced in our lives So if you're listening today and you've struggled with your prayer life, you haven't been as faithful or as consistent, or you just want to go deeper into prayer with God and spending time with him, talking to him, then this should be the perfect podcast for you. So let's start off with struggles in prayer. Where do you guys really struggle in your prayer life? Not necessarily now. It could be in the past. For me, in the past, it has been... uh just getting weary in prayer, you know, you pray for something and you, you hope that it's going to be answered, you know, quickly and the time passes by and, you know, nothing changes. And so sometimes it, you know, it it gets, it gets tiring, but I've learned, you know, that the Lord answers prayer in the order that he thinks it's best for us. And sometimes we think we know what's best for us, but we don't. He is the one that sees everything from beginning to end. And he knows the decisions that, you know, we're going to be making with, you know, those prayer requests that we do are going to take us on a, you know, a, a certain path. And sometimes that path is not what he desires. And so just trusting in him that I guess that's, you know, what I can say that even in those prayers that we have, trusting that God is sovereign and that he knows his perfect plan for us. Yes, thank you. Who else would like to share? I was thinking about structure. It's um, I understand that we need to pray every day, but it gets to a point that you get so many things in your plate that you don't know. Like you need to find that specific time and spot in intimacy with the Lord, and um, you find yourself. I find myself like doing so many things. It's like okay, we need to. I need to stop, and I need to just take time to pray. I understand that prayers are also casual. I remember this illustration about Wi-Fi that you have to be connected at all times, even if I'm driving. Like, Lord, you can pray, but also not also make it casual, but just being intentional and just set that specific time to pray. And uh, I find myself like all this, (laughs) 
struggling with the time to be able to get that time special between him and myself. Yes. Conchi? And I think for me, I can relate to both Sarah and Miradi. So it's it's kind of like, you know, you've been praying for something for a long time and when you don't see the results happen, you know, in, in the timing that we want it to happen, sometimes we can grow weary. But then with me, because I think sometimes I struggle so much with being able to concentrate for a long period of time, I had put for many years a lot of pressure on myself on just having these times that I would set aside and then I would feel that when I was distracted or something would happen, I had failed. And then I, I realized that, you know, as long as I can just have that ability to just kind of like throughout the day, work myself up to, to a specific time that I can have, I think it helped me a lot. And it freed me from sometimes for, for folks, it's better to pray in the morning. Sometimes it's at night, you know, but I really found that for me, you know, it's just that continuous thing was better for me because I, I wasn't succeeding when I would set like an hour aside and I would feel that I had failed when I couldn't just keep up that time. That's interesting because I think for me, the greatest struggles to prayer in my life have been when I really messed up, when I know I've done wrong and I feel unworthy in his presence. And I just, it's hard to get myself to get, forgive myself and come back to him. I'm like, why would he even want to speak to me? Why would he want to speak to me? Why would he want to hear from me when I failed him again? Or when I'm deeply hurt that I think, were you aware of what's happening? And I'm just so downcast or sad that it's it's when we need him the most that I find it hardest to pray. When things are good and I can see what I need to be praying for, I tend to be like, oh, I need to pray for my husband. I need to pray for my children because I'm good. But when it's for me, then I really had to overcome that. And now I'm in a place where when I've messed up, I come to him and I go, thank you that I do not earn entrance into your presence. Jesus on the cross purchased my entrance into your presence. And the Bible talks a lot about prayer. So let's talk about some of the things that off the top of your head that you guys know that God tells us hinders our prayer. I'll start off with unbelief. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So without saving grace, he hears us because he hears the cries of everybody. But that communion with God, we really need surrender, salvation, understanding, and acceptance of Jesus in order to be heard. Yeah, there's a, you know, in Mark 9.23, there's a story about, uh, you know, Jesus walking with this dad that's on his way to uh, have Jesus touch his daughter who is dying, and on the way, the ma- you know the servants come to you know uh, him and Jesus, and he says, "Don't don't bother the master. You know your daughter has died." And then Jesus turns to him and says, "You know, do not fear." And he says, "If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes." And and one word that really struck me is, "If you can believe, if you can believe." So it's. It's up to us to believe, to trust, right? Then, then he turns to Jesus and he says, Lord, help my unbelief. And that's key. Sometimes we, you know, have that struggle. Like we don't, we pray for something and we don't even believe, you know, in our hearts that he can do it. And he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And that's, um, that's a huge thing, you know, to just having a, that mindset to trust in him 
Yes. I've used that scripture many of times when I pray things that I go, Lord, I don't even think, I I don't think this is going to work out. But I say, Lord, I don't believe, but would you heal my unbelief? And I pray it Mm. because he tells us to ask anything in his name according to his will. So that's a good one, Sarah. Thank you. I was thinking about also when Sarah was talking about trust, that many times I have found myself praying to God, but also I've been trying to understand and say, you know what, Lord, I'm asking you for this, but you do have a perfect plan for us. And allow me to, even though I'm asking for this, if it's not your perfect will, that I can just be able to surrender that. Because sometimes I'm asking for stuff that maybe it's not his will, but I need to understand understand that he needs to, uh, that I want to make sure that he can be clear in the fact that even though I'm asking for this, but above all, I want you to understand that I need and, and I want your will, perfect will in my life. I love that. Exactly. Praying, this is what I want, but I surrender it to you. I love that. It's, it's you know, sometimes we, we pray amiss. The Bible says that, you know, you pray amiss. And so what is praying like in God's will, you know, just asking the Lord to do what he wants to do in our lives. Like there's, that is a prayer that, is a hundred percent because you know that whatever God has planned for your life, you can trust in it. And so one of the things that, you know, in that thing of praying amiss there, I don't, if I may share, there's, I have this devotional, actually a commentary that I read a pastor that I, I respect and love. And, and there's a little story that he talks about, about praying amiss. So if I can read that really quickly, he says, uh, The story says, I walked into his room during his nap to find my one-year-old, Peter John, lying on his back, eagerly reaching for an object dangling just inches above his head. Living in a rustic cabin in the woods at that time, we were sometimes surprised by the visitors we would have. And this particular afternoon was no exception, for I was surprised indeed to see the object for which Peter was so intently reaching it was a black widow spider. He says, we're just like Peter Dunn. We lie on our beds uh, or kneel beside them and through prayer grab for the things we think would be so wonderful, failing to realize that they are nothing but black widows. Therefore, every bit as exciting to me as prayer, uh, God does answer are those he doesn't answer because I know I'll see that what I thought was so intriguing and tantalizing will prove to be poisonous and deadly. Oh, may we learn not to give orders or grab spiders, but to do what Jesus did in the garden, to submit, like you said, Merari, to submit whatever the Father has for us, to submit our will and our prayer to whatever it is that the Lord has for us. So I thought that was really neat. I'm like, yep, that sounds about right, you know. We pray, we ask, and, you know, we have this idea in our brains, but, you know, sometimes we don't know what's going to happen in the in the future with that decision and that prayer that we ask. So I think for me, something else that I find that hinders our prayer sometimes is like unforgiveness. And so sometimes, you know, like in the past, some forgiving was something that really came easy to me. But I've noticed that when I have allowed hurts to just continue to, to brew in my heart, I struggle with it. And sometimes I have to really ask the Lord to forgive me for any unforgiveness that I have in my heart. And I was recently reading a book that's called How to Forgive What You Can't Forget. 
And the author, Lisa Turk, she talks about how everybody struggles with unforgiveness and how the importance to just confess that to the Lord so that our prayers can be answered. And something that she said, which I thought was very powerful, and I've been doing this every day, is anything that we have in our hearts that we feel that we've not yet been able to forgive, to just write it down and be as honest as possible. And then she says to go ahead and put something symbolic, like if it's, she, she mentioned something red, to put it on top of it, as if it was being covered by the blood of Jesus. And then she says that when we write that, to then say, and whatever our feelings don't yet allow for, the blood of Jesus will surely cover. And so I've seen such a relief in my heart doing that simple exercise like these last few weeks that I've been doing it, because I realized, you know, sometimes our prayers are blocked because we carry unforgiveness that we just don't want to give up and we hold on to it. And um, we don't realize that we purposely are holding on to it, but, but we are. But the release, when we, when we release that to the Lord, it's like a weight has been lifted from our hearts. That's so powerful. Yes, that's from Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. And then a quote, I have a quote here. It says, forgiven people should be forgiving people. And then I always think about that verse, which I'm sure it goes both ways. But the verse in First Peter that tells the husband specifically, but we learn from that. It says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them, understanding, giving honor to your wife as they are the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So I learned from that, that how I treat people matters. It matters to God. And he's like, you want me to give, consider listen, spend time with you, and yet you're treating my child a certain way. So the way we, the way we behave in our, our actions, and even more, I think every action is representative of a heart issue. And if our hearts are hardened, then it's almost impossible to come to God with an undivided heart in spirit and truth and lay everything before him. So why is prayer so important to you all? I mean... <laughs> Prayer is that time where we get to really just sit at his feet, you know, and uh, we can just be aware of his presence and we can thank him and we can bless his heart and we can, you know, just uh, worship him. And then, you know, we can just lay our, you know, request to him. The time where because Jesus is already before our Heavenly Father's throne interceding for us. So it's a time that we can come along with Jesus, you know, and bring our requests and bring our pains and our burdens and lay them at his feet, you know. So it's it's a sweet time that we get to spend with him, you know, and to hear him too. You know, sometimes we kind of rush it and, you know, and then, but just to sit at his feet and be able to, just have him just pour his spirit and his love and his grace upon our hearts as we seek him and pray and intercede for others, you know? I see prayer also uh, as a vehicle. Like when sometimes I don't even know how to even pray. Like there are situations that I don't even know how to pray. It's like, okay, let me just take, it's like this vehicle so I can get to that point and just sit at his throne and just be there because you don't even know how to pray. And just 
by being there, his presence will be able to just satisfy that need or just be able to reveal himself to my heart. It's a very powerful weapon. That's how I see prayer. Yeah, I think it's such a gift. And I've seen it like in our prayer group, like when sometimes we don't know what to pray for and we're struggling with something and we can just send a quick text and we can tell somebody, hey, this is going on and somebody stands in that gap for you. I think that's such a gift. And somebody from our prayer group once sent me something to our to our group where it said, have you prayed about it as much as, you, as you've talked about it? And that hit me because a lot of times I talk a lot about something, but I really haven't given it to the Lord in prayer. And so I actually put that as my uh, wallpaper cover on my phone so that if I was tempted to text or call, I was like, no, 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 I need to stop it. I need to pray because the Bible says we have not because we ask not. And how many times do we think, you know, I don't have this, but have I really spent time with the Lord just talking to him, bringing it up to him? And in my particular case, I know I haven't. And so I've been more conscious about that and trying to really just focus on that more. Yeah, I love also what what Sarah said we get to. So we know that prayer is a call. God calls us to pray. It's a command. He tells us to pray in all circumstances continually. It's a discipline that all Christians should be practicing. And then I think of Jesus in the Bible when he says, can you not pray with me for just one hour? And I'm like, oh, but then I think I get to spend time with the creator of the universe. Like I'm actually not only, the door's not even open, I'm invited in. And the Bible says, I think it's Psalm 116, it says he bends down to actively participate in this conversation. And I, I get to sit with my heavenly father who loves me, whose plans for me are good, who can convict me, change my heart and mold me into the person that he wants me to be. What a beautiful place to just sit in his presence, even without words. And then you said something, Conchi, you have because you haven't asked and you ask for the wrong motives. And I think about when you spend time with him, not just reading off my list, because I do come to the Lord with the list sometimes, not just sitting with my list saying, okay, I need you to change this person. I need you to fix this problem. I need you to supply this. But I come and I'm like, Father, I just want to sit in your presence. And I believe that all the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit, that first of all, the Bible tells us Jesus intercedes for us. So while we're praying, he's interpreting to the Father. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us in words that groans that we can't even understand. So we have help. It's not like God's expecting us to come with this calculated formula. We have help and each of us are going to pray and find that depth in a different way. So I'd like to hear from you guys. What are some of the ways that you've really been successful in not checking the box I prayed for an hour, but going deep into your your prayer time with the Lord where he's really speaking to you and revealing things to you? What has helped you to maintain that or to get to that place? I could say the the way that uh, that he answers, it could be something big or something small. He pays attention to that. I do have to mention that yesterday my husband lost his wallet and for two hours he was looking for the wallet and he was thinking that he left it at the gas station. And I see him trying his best and he's like struggling. He's like, he's already calling his clients. Look, I had your, your card. There's a point in all this that I'm saying. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and help you. I'm like, Lord, 
this is not the first time. Like, I'm already upset at what's going on, but I'm talking to God. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what was the last time? And then he goes, I was cutting the grass and, and he was trying to explain it to me where he was at. But don't even bother because I've been there 17 times already. Like he was exaggerating. So I'm like, and I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry to bother you for this, but we need to find this wallet. And I'm, as I'm walking, I just, I'm walking around the whole, surrounding the house. And just at the last spot of that piece of grass, like, okay, I'm done. That's it. I checked. And I'm talking to God all the time. I'm like, Lord, I know. I know that this is very insignificant, but I need you to help us. We're going to have to call these people so they can just cancel. I'm talking to the Lord. Things that are our wallet. And I stopped and I looked to my right and the wallet is right there, right next to the sidewalk. He said that he has passed many times for that, like around that spot. I'm like, Eddie, look. And as I'm saying, Eddie, look, I'm already in tears because he's like, he is the creator. Of heaven and earth and he's listening to our prayer to the little detail to the huge to the biggest sickness so to me just those little moments of those prayers when he answers like lord i know you're so close to us and we don't even see it sometimes so i think that really helps me in in my prayers and just continue asking him and getting closer to him just to know that he is not only in the big things but he's also in the little things in our lives in the little details in life it's so true that it's encouraging when he, when you can see his hand, his hand is always working, but when you can, when he answers us in those little details, it really is a great encouragement to say, okay, wait, yeah. you hear me? He's right here. He's actually telling me how. Have you ever prayed something and then it happens and you're like, I can't believe that happened. And he's probably sitting up there crossing his hands going, really? Did you ask? You can't believe it? <laughs> you asked me, I did it and you can't believe it. Yeah. So that really encouraged me. And I had to share, I'm sorry, I had to share with my daughter and her friend. I'm like, because she was like, I saw you, you were so, you look so worried. I was like, no, I was praying and get answered. So I know that she, that's also uh, a motivation for them to know that God is so near to us. And sometimes we don't understand that. We don't even see that. I love that because, you know, those are the moments where you realize how personal our God is like, he is so personal. And the thing is that sometimes we think, Oh Lord, you know, which I do all the time, by the way, the, the first thing that comes out is Lord, I'm sorry. I'm coming to you for, you know, with this, but he says, come, God doesn't care about how big or how small it is. He just wants us to come, you know, and it just blows my mind how loving and how caring and how personal he is, you know, and then how when you share, you know, those little, you know, miracles that he does, that he does show us, you know, how it, you know, just by sharing it, we in increase our faith increases and we, you know, other people, you know, get to hear and their faith increases in hearing that testimony, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I think he is, the, the Lord is so beautiful and he's so wonderful you know, and um, to be able to do that and to show how personal he is, is just amazing. It just makes people want to get to know him, you know, so. I, I was so. also going to share that for some reason, I think as a mom and I see him as a father that I think he likes the fact that we make him part of our lives, even in the little things. Like, I think he wants to like, okay, tell me, what is it that you need? Are you looking for that wallet? I'm going to help you. It's like, don't be so close to him that 
I can talk to him at all times and say, you know, I need you to help me find this. And he tells us, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Like he wants to care for us. He wants to work through the prayers that he places on our hearts. He wants us to be a part of that. We, we get to do that. And that's a privilege of being his daughter. I think for me, something that Merari just reminded me of, you know, how the word says, pray without ceasing. I never really understood that. And so I thought, you know, does that mean that you have to be in prayer the whole day? But it's, it's about having that communication with him and just having that casual conversation that even in the little things that may be insignificant for us, he wants to show up for us for those moments. And he wants to use those moments to just think like, you know, Sarah said, increase our faith and as a testimony to, to those around us. What's helped me a lot too, and has helped me maintain my prayer time has been like journaling. I think that's something that I'm kind of like visual. And so for me, just like journaling, I kind of get carried away in my own words and it helps me to stay focused. And then I just, you know, I, I write down all the things that I'm grateful for. I use that time to write all the things that I need forgiveness for, even if it's just sometimes repetitive. And then just like my prayer list and it's just, you know, as I go back in time and you kind of like reread some of the things that I, that I wrote a few years ago, you realize, wow, God really answered that. And I took it for granted or, or, or that happened that I never thought was going to happen. And so journaling for me has been a big part of my prayer journey. Mine too, Conchi. I think that praying and really examining, like, what is my prayer list? Is my prayer list just my, for my comfort? I just need you to fix all the problems around me. And so I kind of took from different areas that I learned and made my own prayer journal where I'll start with adoration as we pray together. I start with adoration. But when I get to pray for myself, instead of praying for my comfort or my happiness, I write down character traits after prayer that I think I'm weak in. Right. And I ask him, would you help me develop these disciplines? Would you help me help to develop these character traits that honor and reflect more of your majesty and your goodness to others? And instead of praying for my husband to treat me correctly, I'm praying that God will be the God of his life, that God will unite our hearts together, that he will seek uh, godly wisdom, you know, things that go a little deeper than just my list and journaling helped me to see where my list was very shallow. It was all about me, myself, and I. And now journaling also keeps you consistent with praying for missionaries. I never pray for missionaries. I don't. Forgive me if you're a missionary, but I don't pray for missionaries. Now on Wednesdays in my journal, I pray for my church family and I pray for God's ministers throughout my community and missionaries that I may have heard of, or for example, that the compassion, the children's ministry. I have a little boy that's from Nicaragua. So I pray for the missionaries in Nicaragua to reach him. So I think journaling is powerful, even if you're not a writer, which I'm not, but even if you're not a writer, whatever it is, writing down your prayers and listen, the Bible Psalms is a collection of written prayers. And to go back and see, oh my goodness, somebody asked me the other day, can you send me a picture of your prayer journal? And I, I opened it randomly, took a picture, and it was from 2000, I want to say it was from 2016. I just opened it and took a picture and sent it to them. And when I read it later, on my Friday, which is I do Friends Friday, that's the day that I pray specifically for friends one by one, that particular day... I prayed for our friend, Jeanette Nunez. 
And my prayer for her on that day was use her throughout the entire state of Florida. Help her to lead humbly and with integrity. But Lord, may she reach through the whole state. And as you know, at that time, she was a state representative for a small part of Miami. And when I sent that text with a picture of my prayer journal, she was running for lieutenant governor, which now she is lieutenant governor. So I sent her to that and I said, wow, my prayers are powerful. But I want to say, I do believe that God inspires most of my spirit-filled prayers are all inspired by God. We pray because he put it in our heart to pray. That verse that says he gives us the desires of our heart, I thought it meant he, I desire and he gives it to me. Now I know that he places the desires in my heart of goodness, of godliness, of the Holy Spirit. And then he works through my bringing it to him. For some reason, he allows us to be a part of that. And I agree with you 100%. Journaling is one powerful thing. So we've talked about the struggles. We've talked about some of the things that have helped us. Now let's do a call to action. So if you're listening today and you can relate to anything that we're talking about and you really want to have that deep abiding relationship with God where you bring your heart's concerns, your hurts, your worries, everything to him for his glory and for your own good, then we're going to encourage you this week to really dig in. And one of the things that I love to do in our prayer group is I leave my Bible open when I'm praying. And as I'm praying, I'm flipping through and I'm falling somewhere and I'm seeing the prayer and I'm praying what God's word says for people. For example, the Psalm 23 that most everybody knows Psalm 23, but I can pray, Lord, help me to forgive as you forgive me. Meet me where I'm at today. Give me my daily bread. Help help your word to apply to my life where I can just take a psalm. Another one that, that we've read in our group this year is Psalm 17. I call on to you, O God, for you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Show the wonder of your great love. You who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes, keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me in the shadow of your wings. When I have no words to pray, I pray God's word back to him. And I ask those specific blessings. Lord, I know you hear me when I pray, even if it doesn't feel like it. Even if I can't see you, I know you hear me. So I'm calling out to you. Show me the wonder of your great love. And then you just meditate on that. What is the wonder of his great love? The wonder of Jesus on the cross for my life, for your life, for the veil that's ripped open so that we can have open communication with God. It's just amazing. Another thing you guys can speak to is find somebody or a group to pray with because there's accountability there. Even when you don't feel like praying, you have accountability. Hey, would you be willing to meet with me? for 15 minutes on Mondays so we can pray for ourselves, for our husbands, for our children, for our parents, right? That gives a lot of consistency and accountability. And the other thing is just do it. So I have a rule in my heart that before I open my phone and before I touch my feet to the ground in the morning, I talk to God. Yes. And it keeps me accountable because sometimes I want to reach the phone to see what time it is. And I'm like, you have a minute to pray first. So I just close my eyes every morning and I greet him 
invite him into my day. I think I'm going to adopt that. I'm going to, I'm going to adopt it and take it for myself. I like it. It's helped me really good. And you know, one thing I know when people say, I don't have time to pray, I say, okay, what about in the evening? No, because in the evening I'm cooking and in the evening I have the kids or in the evening I have things to do. Okay. What time do you wake up? I wake up at seven o'clock. Are there any distractions at 630 in your house? Usually not. A half an hour before you wake up, there's probably no distractions. So if you can't find time to pray, pray and ask God, help me to be consistent waking up 10, 15, 30 minutes early and spending that time in the word, read a Psalm and then talk to God about it. That's it. It's important to set that time aside. But for argument's sake, you know, there's people that work, busy, whatever, you know, I have, uh, I'm aware of God's presence, you know, in my life at all times. And, you know, sometimes I'm doing the dishes and I'm thinking, Lord, you know, praying for this person, you know, the person pops into my mind. And at that moment, I take that moment and I lift them up in prayer. And, you know, that's the beauty of prayer. It's not, you know, it's not, you don't have to like set the times I own. No, you can, you know, at that moment that it comes, you know, hey, Lord, you come to him and you, you pray and you lift up whatever it is, you know, in your, in your mind too. Yeah. It's important to set that, that time aside to spend with the Lord, but, but you're not restricted. He but you're is not restricted to that here time. with us at all times. And we don't have to stop what we're doing to come to his throne, you know, and uh, we can approach his throne. Like it says, you know, boldly approach his throne of grace to obtain mercy and favor. And we can do that at any time of the day when we're cooking, when we're washing the dishes, when we're cleaning the bathrooms. And I remember somebody one time shared this with me that even when they were cleaning the bathrooms or doing the dishes, you know, like you can even pray that into your heart, Lord, wash me clean, you know, as, as you're doing the dishes, you know, clean my heart, Lord God, as I am cleaning this dish, do that work in my heart and take out all the gunk out, you know, my heart. So I, I thought that was really, really awesome. Absolutely. I think that must've been something we were at church together because I remember that. And she said when she was making the bed, yes. she would say, Lord, yeah. smooth out the day before my husband. And when she'd put away the shoes, she would pray that their feet would not lead them into sin, but that they would be peace, taking peace to others. And when they were washing the floors, she would pray, you know, that um, God would be their firm foundation under their feet. And I love, I love tools like that, that help me to be more creative. So I'm just not praying, Lord, can you do this, please? Can you please do this? Please, Lord, can you do this? Just a really a time of how, and then you're more open to the Holy Spirit and just sitting and listening. And I think, again, reading with, um, praying with the Bible open, you'd be amazed how much he speaks to me as I'm praying out these prayers. And then I'm like, oh, wait, here's the answer. He's always working in our midst. So is there any, I would like to give you guys each a moment to encourage somebody who's listening on why they should get serious about prayer or how they should get serious. One thing out of your heart about prayer that you can really encourage a woman listening right now. Just come, come to his throne of grace, you know, just spending that time. And as, as you just do that faithfully, just ask the Lord, like, Lord, 
Fill me with a double portion of your spirit, Lord. And as I spend time with you in prayer, Lord, and, and through your word, speak to me, Lord God. Give me clarity and understanding of your word. And Lord, in prayer, just remind me of those things, Lord God, that I need to confess, Lord God, and, and give to you. And uh, Lord, also remind me of those people that I need to intercede for and to lift up. And uh, that, you know, is my encouragement to you. Just come. He loves when we come. I also want to highlight, again, the illustration about the Wi-Fi. is like when you keep yourself connected to him, your heart. You could be driving and asking God or just praising his name. And uh, just the fact that you have in mind that he's so close. He's closer than what you think. It's not, you don't need a ritual. You don't need a formal way to just seek him. He, he's there for you once you call his name, upon his name. Just as, as Sarah says, just come as you are. You don't have to be perfectly fine. You can be broken and he's going he's gonna to embrace you and your heart with his arms, loving arms. And uh, it doesn't matter the situation. He's always there for us. My sacrifice, God, is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, God, you will not despise. Exactly. He'd rather us come broken than prideful. And what's your word of encouragement, Conchi? My word would be of encouragement to to pray for godly friends and to pray for God just to continue to surround whoever is listening with somebody who may be stronger in the word or may be stronger with prayer. Because I have found that for me, my prayer life has improved by being surrounded by people who are like-minded and by having people around me that can encourage me and can remind me, have you prayed today or can I pray for you? And sometimes, you know, like my daughter has a kindergarten teacher that sometimes in the morning she'll send me a text and she'll say, how can I pray for you today? And I don't know if she knows the value in that, but, um, and I've told her many times, but I find it so powerful that somebody just really takes the time to think of you and pray for you. And I think that there's so much value in being surrounded with people who are like-minded. And I didn't always have it, but it was one of the things that I look back now and the Lord answered my prayers and surrounded me with, with you and with a lot of other women who are walking in the faith and they can help us when we are weak. And I think that um, it's powerful. There's power in unity. Absolutely. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me today. And I hope that somebody listening was able to glean something from our conversation. And before we close, since this was about prayer, why don't we take just two quick minutes and each of us pray um, a prayer for ourselves, for those listening. Sarah, you want to start? Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord God, and we give you glory and honor Lord, you're worthy to be praised, Lord God. And we're so grateful, Lord God, for, Lord, the love that you give us, the mercy. And, uh, Father God, the fact that we can approach your throne, Lord God, boldly, Lord, to obtain that mercy and that favor that you so desire to give us, Lord God. And so I pray for each and every one of the ladies that are going to be listening, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that you would bless them that you would draw them close, Lord, because your word says that as we draw near to you, you draw near to us, Lord God. And may their faith increase. May they grow in your word. May they grow in prayer. And may they grow in love for you, Lord God. I thank you and I praise you. And it's in your holy and precious name, but the name of Jesus that I pray. 
Lord, and I want to thank you for loving us, for your love for this moment. I want to thank you, Lord, for giving us the gift of prayer. Thank you for allowing us to be able to reach out to you through prayer, Lord, and for being such a great father and for being a personal God. And I ask God that this um, this message can go even farther than we think, Lord, that we can be able to see testimonies over this uh, of women that have been embracing the words of God as they're quoting your word, as, as they're praying, Lord, and that they can be able to understand that you are so close to us, so near to us, Father God, and that you are interested in the little things and the big things of our lives and that you do answer prayers and that you are just waiting for us to get closer to you every day. And I want to thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for loving us so much. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Father God, I thank you for this time together. Your word says that we're two or more gathered in your name, Lord. You are there in the midst of them. So we know, Lord, that you are with us here now. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Father. And your word says, Lord, that no good thing will you withhold from us. So if we come to you, Lord, in prayer, and we ask things that align with your will, Lord, we know, Lord, that you are quick to listen, Heavenly Father, and that you are never far from us. So I pray for anybody who's listening to this today, Lord, that they may be encouraged to take their burdens, Lord, to take their fears and all their joys, the good and the bad, Lord, to you, Heavenly Father, because there's power in being in your word, Lord, and in being in your presence. I ask this in your precious name. Amen. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for Sarah, for Medadi, for Conchi. I thank you, Father, for Jesus Christ on the cross, for that relationship that we're invited into, Lord. Thank you that we can come to you with anything in our mind, Father, anything burdening our heart. We can come to you with our worries, our concerns. You meet us right where we're at, Father. And then you take us deeper because your Holy Spirit intercedes for us and aligns our prayers and our hearts with your word and your will. I praise you, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, that each of us and those listening would make a commitment and an effort this week to spend more time sitting at your feet and growing in grace and mercy and in the knowledge of you. I thank you for this time, this day, and these women. And I pray, Father, that each of our burdens that we carry in our hearts, that we would daily bring them to you, release them to you so that we can do your will and be a reflection of your love and your goodness to others. It's in your mighty, powerful name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?